Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. That's right, we are back on the podcast. Uh, took about three weeks off. I had a little bit of an illness I was dealing with, and I just had this cough. And, you know, nobody wants to listen to somebody cough into a microphone for 30 minutes. Or, you know, the other side of it, I don't want to have to edit out every single cough. It would have taken me way too long. So, um, you know, I got my voice back, feeling back right. You know, the illness is gone. And guess what? You know, fantasy football action is still going on. So we're going to go ahead and preview the early slate of college football games here today. Tomorrow, we've got our NFL preview for week six. And then hopefully, we will have a late preview for the college football action coming your way on Friday. Still waiting on the pricing to come out for that. So if you want any of my full lineups or any of my other premium articles, head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Our lineups on there are on a bit of a hot streak right now. Both of our golf lineups last week cashed, our college football late lineup last week cashed, and on FanDuel, our college football all-day lineup cashed. So um, if you are interested in receiving those, make sure you head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the week seven college football action. But first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. Heading into week seven, the quarterback position is quite frankly as unpredictable as I've ever seen it because we've got a lot of big name quarterbacks who are injured. Bryce Young, Dylan Gabriel, and Jalen Daniels. So if you are you know, intent on playing any of those guys, you really need to check their status and make sure you have a good knowledge of their situation before you play them. There were some people that played Bryce Young last week because they saw that he was listed on the depth chart as QB1, and he didn't even take a snap last week. So you need to really make sure you've got a good feel on the situation when a quarterback is injured before you play him because the last thing you want to do is put money into a lineup and then get a goose egg from your most profitable position. Um, if Dylan Gabriel was active, I think of all of them, he is the most attractive one because he gets a Kansas defense that has kind of routinely been getting lit up. Even though Kansas has been winning a lot of games, their defense has been kind of getting lit up lately. So Dylan Gabriel, if he plays, I think is a very intriguing option. Now, other than that, y'all, I think this is like Big 12 quarterback season officially. Uh, because as we're looking at these slates of games, the Big 12 games, they're going to feature the best offenses, they're going to feature the worst defenses, and they're going to feature the highest over-unders on the slate. And so a lot of these Big 12 offenses have quarterbacks that I'm very interested in playing. And honestly, this week, I don't see a reason to play, really play a quarterback outside of the Big 12. I think there's enough quarterback options in those Big 12 games that are really going to be the highest scoring quarterbacks on the slate. Now, a quarterback outside of the Big 12 that I really do like is Hendon Hooker of Tennessee, but here's the one issue that we're running into with Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker's been great all season. Like, he's had a super high floor. You know, he's got rushing upside as well. He, he's just a really solid fantasy option. This week, Hendon Hooker gets to play Alabama. Normally, when quarterbacks play Alabama on FanDuel and DraftKings, they get a little bit of a price drop because, simply put, why would I want to play a quarterback who's playing against one of the best defenses in college football? You know, it happens with Bama, it happens with Georgia, even Michigan a little bit lately. So, the thing that worries me about Hendon Hooker is he did not get that price drop. He's still priced about exactly the same. However, if you look at the over-under for this game, Alabama's seven-point favorites. The over-under is in the 60s. So, Vegas is definitely still expecting Tennessee to score quite a bit of points, and I do too. I think Tennessee is one of the best offenses in college football. Josh Heupel has been really good as an offensive mind at Tennessee, but I don't know. I kind of wish I got that price dip on Hendon Hooker. Um, I just feel a little bit more comfortable playing him knowing that he's priced a little bit lower than where he normally is. 
you know, so because he is still priced high, I think he's going to be a very low-owned quarterback in this slate, and that'll give you a lot of leverage, especially if you're playing a bigger, you know, DraftKings or FanDuel tournament, but the odds of him being like the top one or two scoring quarterback against Alabama is just not as likely as some of these other guys on here. So I think that he's a great low ownership play. I think he's still a very good option. I just wish I got him for less money than where he's at. Now, another matchup that is very intriguing to me is TCU and Oklahoma State because we get Max Duggan and Spencer Sanders against each other. These are both dual threat quarterbacks. They both score a lot of points with their legs. And this game is going to be probably the highest scoring game of the slate. So I think it's actually a legitimate option this week to go dueling quarterbacks. Put one at your quarterback and put one at your super flex with Max Duggan and Spencer Sanders. Jason Bean is the backup quarterback at Kansas, and he is likely to be playing for Jalen Daniels. There's been conflicting reports on Jalen Daniels' injury, so I don't really know what to believe just yet. But my guess is that Jason Bean will be starting against Oklahoma this weekend. And Oklahoma has given up 40 points in three straight games. So I would be super interested in getting some exposure to the Kansas offense this week because Oklahoma's defense, they got a lot of issues and they ain't solving them anytime soon. They look just absolutely terrible against Texas. So I think that Kansas is going to be able to put up some points. And I think that Jason Bean is definitely an option at his current price tag if he is the starter against Oklahoma. Now, let's talk about three bargain quarterbacks before we move on. So the first bargain quarterback is going to be Curtis Rourke of Ohio. So one thing that I remember very vividly from my time when I was at UNC Charlotte, the 49ers, was our offense operated differently when we played a group of five opponent versus when we played a power five opponent. When you when group of five opponents play each other, they're generally able to score a lot more points because there's not this big talent gap. You're not having to out-scheme somebody to score. You can just run your offense, run your base plays, and it's going to be working. So when you look at these game logs of these group of five guys, and on DraftKings this week, the only group of five game is Ohio and Western Michigan playing each other. So when you look at their game log, it's drastically different when they play a power five opponent and when they play a group of five opponent. So in Curtis Rourke's case, he scored 24 points against every single group of five opponent. Ohio is a very good offense when they're up against teams with similar talent levels to them. So I think that this price tag on Curtis Rourke is very intriguing because if he hits that mark again, if he hits 24 again, like he has against every other group of five opponent, he's definitely going to pay off his price tag and he can definitely win you some money this week and give you a little bit of salary to play with somewhere else. Quinn Ewers of Texas is another one that I really like the price tag on this week. Look, I don't know why he didn't get a bump after last week. Last week against Oklahoma, he was really good. He looked really good against Alabama earlier in the season, but didn't get to finish that game. So obviously, you know, his points average isn't going to be the best because he's played three games, but he looked really good against Oklahoma. That whole Texas offense looked really good under Steve Sarkeesian against Oklahoma. So I would definitely be willing to invest in the Texas offense this week. I think they're going to be able to score points. I really like the price tag on Quinn Ewers, and I think that he's going to be able to pay that off this week. All the way down the board, we get Tyler Van Dyke of Miami, who is a legitimate option this week at $5,000 on DraftKings. That's like nothing for a quarterback. Now, the reason why I think he's an intriguing option is because of his opponent. 
The Virginia Tech defense, we talked about how Oklahoma's struggling. Virginia Tech is like driving the struggle bus right now because they gave up six passing touchdowns to Drake May two weeks ago. They gave up six rushing touchdowns to Izzy Abanaconda a week ago. So one way or another, whether it be by air or by ground, this Virginia Tech defense is going to give up some points. And if you're like me and you want to get some exposure to a team that's going to be giving up points, I think Tyler Van Dyke is a legitimate option. Against Carolina last week, he looked really good. He didn't really throw for a whole lot of touchdowns but he put up a lot of yards. He looked pretty good in terms of making his reads and finding open receivers. And I think that at $5,000, he's definitely a very legitimate option, especially if you want to spend some of your salary elsewhere. All right, so with that, let's go ahead and switch gears and let's start talking about running backs. The running back position this week, I think, is a little easier to evaluate than the quarterback position. I think you've got your very obvious studs up top that, if you can find a way to get into your lineup, it's a way to give you security and ceiling. And, and the guys that I'm talking about here are Bijan Robinson of Texas. Look, he's the best running back in college football. He's just going to have an outstanding floor every week, and he's got a ceiling every week that's very high as well because you never know when he's going to break off a 75-yard touchdown run. He's the king this week, like for real. If you can get Bijan Robinson in your lineup, get him in your lineup. The other studs are Blake Corum of Michigan and Jameer Gibbs of Alabama. Now, I mentioned earlier how the Alabama-Tennessee game has a very high over-under. I think that plays well into Jameer Gibbs' hands, no matter which quarterback is playing, because he's going to be targeted in the passing game, and he's going to get carries in the ground game as well. I think Jameer Gibbs is a very safe option. I think that Corum and Gibbs both give you a level of safety, not quite at the same level of B. John Robinson, but I think that they give you a very high floor, and I think that they give you a very high ceiling if you can manage to squeeze one of those two guys into your lineup, and you don't want to pay all the way up for Bijan Robinson. Now, heading on over to another very interesting matchup this week. We got Arkansas playing BYU, and Rocket Sanders of Arkansas has scored over 18 fantasy points in every game this season except for one. Now, we just saw BYU's run defense get a little bit exposed against Notre Dame, and I think that Arkansas is going to be able to do the same. We don't exactly know the status of K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas's quarterback, heading into this one, but that didn't really seem to affect Rocket Sanders' output against Mississippi State. And honestly, I think Arkansas is going to be able to do the same thing running the ball that Notre Dame did against BYU. So I think that Rocket Sanders is definitely a legitimate option this week. Another one, kind of right below Rocket Sanders, is Kendra Miller of TCU. In my personal opinion, he seems underpriced on DraftKings relative to the over-under in this game and relative to his current workload. He's averaging 16 carries per game in his last three games. In college football, that's not something you see a whole lot. TCU is still dedicated to running the football. Yes, they're a Big 12 offense. They're a high-scoring offense, but they're still going to run the football as well, and they're going to establish that run. So I think that Kendra Miller is definitely an option for TCU. And, you know, in a game where the over-under is close to 70, you know, the start running back getting in the end zone is not a whole lot to ask. So I think that Kendra Miller... Definitely an option to score a touchdown this week. Definitely an option to put into your lineups. This one, I am hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, but we're going to go back to the Ohio-Western Michigan game with Sia Bangura. Yeah, I'm just going to call him Bangura. I'm pretty sure I'm getting that one right. So Bangura has been absolute dynamite against MAC opponents so far. He's got 36 points and 23 points in his two games against MAC opponents. I have seen no reason for that to stop against Western Michigan, and I think that the price tag is really juicy and allows you to spend up elsewhere if you put Bangura of Ohio into your lineup. Another one that I really like. Now, this might be, you know, I'm kind of avalanching on Virginia Tech here, but if you don't want to play Tower Van Dyke, Henry Parrish Jr., 
of Miami is another value play this week. He's got double-digit carries in every game. And like I mentioned earlier, Virginia Tech just gave up six rushing touchdowns to Izzy Abanaconda of Pitt. So if you're looking to save some salary, Henry Parrish Jr. of Miami is another guy that I would look for. Like I said, that Virginia Tech defense, they got issues and they ain't solving them anytime soon. All right, so that pretty much does it for the running back position this week. Running back is getting kind of easier and easier to evaluate as the season goes on because we're getting more uh, bigger sample sizes of, you know, what amount of carries guys are getting, what yards per carry they're getting, and whether or not they're finding the end zone. So it's becoming a little bit easier to evaluate. The values are becoming harder to find because the pricing is starting to adjust. So, you know, just sticking with those guys I got this week, I think I am probably paying up for running back this week, maybe playing one of the value plays I mentioned, but running back's definitely a position that I want to pay up for this week and get one of the studs. All right, let's transition on over and let's talk to wide receivers. Very similar to the running back position, the wide receiver position this week has an undisputed king as well, and that is Xavier Hutchinson of Iowa State. He is about as safe of an option as they come in terms of receivers and fantasy scoring because he has at least eight catches and at least 80 yards in every single game this season. He is game script proof. He is defense proof. He is matchup proof. Whatever proof you want to do, he's, he's almost bulletproof at this point. Like he is going to get you eight catches. He's going to get you 80 yards. If he finds the end zone, he's going to get you a lot of fantasy points. And I definitely think that if you're playing a cash game or if you're looking for some security at this position, Xavier Hutchinson is the guy you want to go to. And honestly, you know, we do this wide receiver analysis by team. Uh, he's the only Iowa State receiver that is an option, in my opinion. No one else on that team garners enough of a target share to get consideration. And if you're playing anybody on Iowa State, it's going to be Xavier Hutchinson. Now, Tennessee, I talked about how I like Hendon Hooker to score some fantasy points. And there, since Cedric Tillman has been out, it's been through two wide receivers, pretty much. It's been Jalen Hyatt and it's been Brew McCoy. And I think that both of those are definitely options this week. Like I said about Hendon Hooker, I wish they got a price dip because they were playing Alabama, but I think that they're both still going to be able to score fantasy points. Like I said earlier, Vegas still expects Tennessee to score at least 25 points in this game. So I think that it's definitely an option to play Jalen Hyatt or Brew McCoy, especially if Cedric Tillman continues to be out. Now the TCU and Oklahoma State game is a very interesting one. Like I said, it's got the highest over-under on the slate. And TCU has a guy that DraftKings was kind of pricing inappropriately, but now he is about where he should be. And that is Quentin Johnston at TCU. Look, he's a guy that's got first round talent. Anybody that watches a TCU game can see that. He's going to play on Sundays. And he finally displayed it last week. TCU had not been really using him a whole lot to start the season. And, you know, it might be because of the opponent strength or, you know, the game script or whatever reason, but DraftKings kept pricing him up there in the $6,500 range. And last week, he finally really delivered on that price tag. He was outstanding against Kansas last week. And I think that he's a guy that you can go back to. While obviously, I don't think that he will repeat the 15-catch, 200-yard performance he had against Kansas, I think that he can definitely get you, you know, at least seven plus catches, at least 80 plus yards. And I think that is price tag. That's a very reasonable expectation. Um, and if I play another TCU wide receiver, Darius Davis is the guy that I would want. Um, he's just a guy that he's in the game plan every week. They kind of scheme him up touches by getting him the ball on jet sweeps and screens and stuff like that. And so I think that he's a legitimate option. And then if you're looking for a punt play, Gunnar Henderson of TCU is a guy that, you know, he had a deep touchdown last week. He's in the game a lot. And so, you know, if he just, gets one of those deep touchdowns, he immediately pays off that price tag and more. So he's a guy that if you're looking for a punt option, you know, near minimum price at wide receiver, I think Gunnar Henderson of TCU is your guy this week. 
on the other side of the ball in that game. Uh, the Brayton Johnson injury for Oklahoma State was very interesting. We didn't really have any word of that at all until kickoff. So I found it really kind of just weird that he didn't play. But it's a situation that's worth monitoring because it definitely ups Oklahoma State's other three wide receivers if Braden Johnson is not playing. Brendan Presley and Bryson Green were the guys that saw the immediate bump last week, Bryson Green in particular. And so both of them become very interesting options, especially considering their price didn't really jump a whole lot after last week. And then the other guy that sees an increase in usage rates, John Paul Richardson, because he is, you know, the fourth starting wide receiver. So now he is one of the third starting wide receiver pretty much. And if you're looking at Oklahoma's offense, they run 10 personnel a lot, meaning that they play with four wide receivers a lot of the time. And so, you know, Presley, Green, and Richardson are the three guys that are going to see the bigger bump. They kind of rotated that fourth spot last week and couldn't really get a good read on it. Um, so if Brayden Johnson is out, those are kind of the three guys that I would stick with is Brandon Presley, Bryson Green, John Paul Richardson. Me personally, I would give the nod to Bryson Green over the other two. Another guy that is worth a look this week is Cam Camper of Indiana. Love that name. Uh, simply put, he's not playing Michigan this week. So, you know, he's not playing one of the best defenses in college football. Uh, Maryland is far from that. And, you know, he's had a lot of success to start the Big Ten season, and I think it continues. Uh, you know, he's seeing a big target share. He's getting a lot of fantasy points, and I think that Cam Camper of Indiana, now that he's not playing against one of the best defenses in college football, is an option to go back to this week. For Texas, I think there are three very reasonably priced options that, especially if you stack with Quinn Ewers, you've got a lot of salary flexibility for the rest of your lineup. Xavier Worthy is the big play guy. You know, he didn't exactly get one against Oklahoma, but there were multiple opportunities where he was close to getting a 40, 50, 60-yard touchdown in that game if you watched the whole game. Um, so I definitely like Xavier Worthy this week. He's their guy that they're going to go to a lot. Uh, Jordan Whittington is kind of the possession guy. He's going to see a lot of receptions for not really a whole lot of yards, but if he finds the end zone, he's going to be immediately worth it. And honestly, I think he's kind of gotten unlucky with touchdowns so far this year. So I expect him to start finding the end zone a little more often as the season nears its end. And then the third option is tight end Jatavian Sanders. So for some reason, DraftKings doesn't get the memo that Jatavian Sanders is a really good fantasy option. He had about 24 points last week against Oklahoma. And they're scheming him up touches. Like they're getting him the ball where he is like the first read on like an arrow route or an out route. And they're getting him the ball in the red zone as well. And I just think at that price tag, like, give me Jatavian Sanders in my lineup all day. He's $3,700 on DraftKings. And I think that he's way too cheap. Yes, he's going to come in high owned because people are going to be aware of this. But, like, if he scores 20 points for $3,700, I don't care how highly owned he is. He's in my lineup, right? So I definitely think that he's an option. Um, like I said, they continue to scheme him up touches. They continue to find ways to get him in the football. And I think all three of those Texas receiver options are very live options this week. Now, two more games I want to talk about. First is the Ohio State and Western Michigan game again. So for Western Michigan, Corey Crooms is their guy. Like he is their only legitimate receiving option. He's the only guy on their team who's above 16 receptions all season. So if you are loading up on the Ohio offense, which I think is a very legitimate strategy this week, and you want to do a bring back with Corey Crooms, I think that's actually a very solid play. I think that if Western Michigan is able to move the ball throwing, Corey Crooms is going to be the guy who gets it done. Now for Ohio, it's not really the most accurately priced on DraftKings in my personal opinion because Sam Wigla's 
I hope I'm saying that right. Sam Wiggles, he is their guy. He is like their number one wide receiver. He's fine in the end zone. He's getting a lot of targets. He's getting a lot of catches. And he is not priced as if he is their guy. Like he's second on the receivers in terms of salary. He is not very highly priced at all. So he's a guy that I could definitely see myself working into my lineup this week. If you're looking for more value options in that Ohio offense, Jacoby Jones and Mike Cross are the two value options that you can definitely go to. Um, they're playing in the game a lot. They're getting a lot of catches. And I definitely think that those two guys, if you play them, they're giving you a lot of salary flexibility elsewhere. I think this is a really good week to load up on either the Texas offense or the Ohio offense because it'll give you a lot of salary relief that you can spend up somewhere else. And there's one more offense that I think you can load up on this week. I've mentioned them already. It is the Miami offense who is playing Virginia Tech. And in terms of the receivers for Miami, the only reliable option to me is tight end Will Mowry. He was kind of Tyler Van Dyke's security blanket in the Carolina game. He threw to him very early, very often. And if Will Mowry had found the end zone, then we're looking at his last game entirely differently as opposed to just, you know, another solid fantasy performance. So I think that if you're loading up on the Miami offense, Will Mowry is the receiver that you want. All right, so that pretty much does it for this week here on DraftKings, guys. That is the early slate. Like I said, I'm hoping to have the pricing out for the last slate so that way I can talk about it on the podcast here on Friday. Um, but that pretty much covers it for the early slate. Hopefully, I was able to give you guys a lot of names that you can play in your lineups and a lot of names that you can use as value plays and just a lot of guys that you can help win some money this week on DraftKings and FanDuel. So thank you guys, as always, for listening. Make sure you stay tuned for tomorrow's episode where we'll preview the NFL Week 6 and Friday's episode where we will go over the late slate for college football. And as always, if you want my full lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Thank you guys for listening. I will see you guys next time.